Sean looked over at whatever it was the dog was straining towards. A pair of feet. Naked. An odd colour. Wrong colour. Blue-black like ulcers. He got closer. The girl was sitting on a step at the back of the trailer, leaning on the edge of an open door. She seemed to have folded forwards, as if she was resting her head on her knees. He went closer. The boy's nervous chatter behind him. Brandon thought it was some lass fallen asleep. Said she's going to be cold. He poked a stick at her. She's dead, isn't she? The girl was wearing a T-shirt and knickers. Her straight black hair was spread over her face and her cheek rested against her knee. As Sean got closer, he noticed her blue lips were parted and he could see her teeth. It was the smell that made the vomit rise in his throat. He turned away fast, drawing quick breaths to keep his breakfast down. He called it in as calmly as he could, gave directions as the boy watched. What happens now? the boy said. Some police officers will come. And take her away? Yeah. They might want to speak to you. What for? He pulled the dog closer, coiling the rope in his bony hands. Just to ask you some questions. I told you. Dog found her. There's no else. I know, but... The boy yanked the dog. Up, Ruby, up! And they ran along the path, her tail wagging with this new game. I don't even know your name, Sean called. It's Declan, he called back. But I ain't talking to no other coppers. He and Ruby scrambled through the broken fence. Sean looked back at the dead girl. She could wait. He went after Declan, but as he reached the end of the path, his foot slipped on an ice-coated puddle and his leg twisted under him. His knee went down on the jutting edge of a stone. He checked his radio was still in the pocket of his vest and pulled himself up, rubbed his knee and limped towards the lay-by, just in time to see Declan dodging the traffic to the other side. He didn't even know where he lived. He'd been in the job less than two months. He hoped they'd take that into account back at the station. He got out his notebook, made a wild guess at how to spell the boys' names. What else should he write down? No idea. He tried not to look at the body again, but he needed to see if there was a registration plate. She was there, still and dead, just the wind lifting two strands of hair and blowing it back over her shoulder. The plate was missing. The only detail he could record was the brand name of the vehicle itself. Motorhead. No. He looked again, and the word reformed. Motorchef. Well, that made more sense. He could feel a hysterical laugh bubbling up inside him. It was just shock. He forced himself to look past the body and saw that the van's interior fittings had been stripped out, the catering equipment replaced by a mattress. By the time he heard vehicles pulling into the lay-by, he was shaking. He hadn't noticed the cold at first, but the longer he stood, the less feeling he had in his feet. Two men got out of their unmarked cars and seemed to be sharing a joke as they shook hands. He recognised Detective Chief Inspector Barry Burger King, limping from a barely recovered stress fracture in his right leg. There was a rumour at Doncaster Central that he'd broken it standing still, his own weight cracking the bone. The other man was thin. He was wearing a green wax jacket and a tweed flat cap, a black medical bag in his hand. A little rhyme danced across Sean's memory.
Miss Polly had a dolly who was sick, sick, sick. She called to the doctor to come quick, quick, quick. The doctor came with his hat and his bag. You check for vital signs and take it, Berger asked when he reached him. Sean hesitated. It hadn't seemed necessary to check the pulse of someone who was already in a state of rigor mortis. And giving her mouth to mouth. You know you're supposed to do everything possible to preserve life. Sean tasted sick rising again as Berger wheezed a laugh through his teeth. Huggins can take a look at him. Pathologist, he added in answer to a question Sean hadn't voiced. Huggins approached the body while Berger held back, casting his eyes over the trailer and taking out a cigarette. The pathologist had a go at lifting her head away from her knees. Sean wanted him to be careful with her, almost called out. But what was the point? She was dead, wasn't she? Her neck was stiff, but Huggins got it far enough up to move.